you just triggered me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guess what time it is. Spooky time. It's spooky time. Welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast. The Thank you. The Spooktacular. The Spooktacular. I'm trying to get Dylan to turn the mic volume up. This is the Spooktacular, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through kookradio.com. Today, Ooh. I'm joined by you. You are my first repeat guest. Wow. And, An you, honor. It is. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm so dang excited to have her here. This is my good friend, Kook Radio Zone, uh, Post Malone expert. Oh, yes. Sarah Rowland. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. Well, I had so much fun last time. I... I it was a great time. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a true fantastic experience. And today, it's a special day. I just, before you even get into it, I'm yeah. sorry I'm interrupting you. No. I liked your choice of music. Thank I you. don't know if you know this about me, but I've seen just about every episode of The Twilight Zone. Really? Yes. Me I and my dad, it's a tradition that we watch them. They make the uh, sci-fi does a marathon every July 4th and New Year's. Like a two-day marathon. Yeah. We've been watching that together for as long as I can actually remember. Nice. It's one of my all-time favorite TV shows. And the reason why I played that song mm -hmm. is because it's the spooktacular. Ooh. <laughs> so today, <laughs> we're going to share some Halloween memories, some, uh, some story time. Yeah. Uh, talk about... Uh, good horror movies and what makes a scary movie good uh, the and then we'll we'll give out some recommendations we'll listen to some some good halloween music uh and it's just gonna be a very spooky time so before we do that though we have to plug the social media plug plug Ooh, plug plug, plug. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, we're broadcasting live through kookradio.com, a student-run radio network. We broadcast 3 p.m. Mondays, Wednesday. <laughs> Help! New announcement, we're doing Mondays now. A ghost has taken over my body. <laughs> uh, no, it is Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we are on the Spreaker Podcast Network, and we are also on iTunes. If you look up Wisdom in the Arts Podcast, if some episodes aren't coming out in uh, the next couple weeks, don't worry about it. I'm trying to get it solved. There's, uh -oh. a, there's a ghost at the Spreaker.com RSS feed. It's a whole mess, but we'll get a it mess. figured out. Also, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash wisdom in the arts. You can, you can get links. You can uh, get previews. It's a good time. A good time. And be sure to share this podcast with all your friends. But Do it. let's not waste any more time. Wisdom in the Arts, episode four, the spooktacular. Ooh. Sarah and I are really close to the mics today. <laughs> We're really close. And <laughs> um, 
I, I think that this is just a joint decision that we made without really saying a word. Yeah, it just happened. It, it just happened. because I'm trying to eat the mic today. See, I have to turn away from the mic to laugh because I don't want I don't you want just threw it back. the people. I yeah. turn away from the mic to, to sing breathe. or breathe. You're right, breathe. breathe. Chocolate rain. Chocolate rain. Tazande. What a man. He's still trying to stay relevant, which he I is. appreciate. Yeah. I think he has like a following of some sort. Yeah. He has There's some decent. people that have, that have stuck around. Yeah. Absolutely. I should I should poke in and see what he's up to. He was big. Yeah. He was like. That's one of my earliest YouTube memories. Absolutely. Man. I think that mine was uh, watching the music video to Weird Al Yankovic's mm. White and Nerdy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I remember actually pre-YouTube. And my brother and like I... Like w- Battlegrounds? No. No, uh, Newgrounds. No, my brother and I would watch this website called stupidvideos.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Speaking of good times, it's time to, it's time to crack open the vault. <laughs> this, it's weird if your vault makes that noise but it's time to share some halloween memories halloween mims um one halloween memory that i will always cherish is that every year uh whatever we would dress up as oh what cool we'll get into our costumes that we had growing up later mm, okay. but it was a tradition where we would get pizza from pizza hut Mm. and then we would watch the same movie uh it's abbott and costello meet frankenstein which is a black and white comedy movie about like these two goofballs meeting frankenstein and then dracula and then a werewolf and it's this a a good time for everybody i don't think i've seen that one it's family friendly fun it's it's fantastic but my mom that's her favorite movie so every halloween you just pop it in the old dvd player and watch it there you go i like that that's sweet what about you sarah what's a halloween memory halloween memory well mm, my most recent halloween memory is that two years ago two halloweens ago Mm. i threw a gigantic halloween party at my house it was actually secretly my birthday party, but nobody there knew that because I wanted them to just enjoy Halloween and not like bring me a bunch of presents. It was weird. Yeah. But pretty much I announced the, the party very early and a hundred people came. <laughs> but we we had it at like a separate venue from my house because like I realized coming up to the party that there were going to be a lot of people there. But it was so much fun. And like my parents were there and my family and like we all danced and ate food. And that was my peak is what I'm trying to say. Oh, hold on. I, I had to send a text. I'm so, I'm the worst. Dylan, I, who could you possibly be texting right now? I, I need some help with Spanish homework, and this person lives on the East Coast, so we have to coordinate time. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm trying to pass my classes. A shame. Oops. Tragic. Anyway, that's my, that's a, that's a good Halloween meme no, for me. Yeah. And, uh, I, I haven't thrown a party very rarely have I thrown parties, mm-hmm. but I haven't thrown a Halloween party. And like, I guess that's why I'm not, I enjoy Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. Sarah, you're Halloween. I love Halloween. It's, it's, it's your day. It is my day. This year I have no plans, but I did still buy a costume that I intend on wearing. You bought. Actually, you know, that's a lie. I do have plans for this weekend. Sort of, I guess. Yeah. It's the, it's the Halloween weekend. Yeah. Halloween weekend. It's one of those years. Halloween's on a Tuesday. 
That's whack. <laughs> it is whack. That's that shouldn't horrible. even be allowed. They should change the calendar. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Should just. always accommodate Halloween to be on a Friday. I I agree. I I uh, Friday or Saturday. Mm. So uh, my parents, they threw massive Halloween parties, and like, th- there's video of it that they show us, and people are wearing like, not not like oh we went to Party City and got the like they made costumes, yeah, and it was like the Coneheads from SNL or like Fred and Fred and whoever the lady was Flintstone. Oh, okay. And <laughs> and like and we still have the costumes and so then I was just trying to find a costume mm-hmm. f- I think 4 or 5 years ago and I just pull out a giant Hershey's chocolate bar <laughs> like <laughs> done you just slip on and I there was like like dad like what? And he was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I was a chocolate bar and your mom was a Hershey's kiss." <laughs> That's cute. And I was simply mystified. I it, look, they pulled it off. I like this that. was before they had uh, my brother and I. So back when they were allowed <laughs> to throw parties. Yeah. And before did, the fun stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> Oops. My bad. I so. plan on I plan on doing that with my life. Yeah. I want like the most ridiculous Halloween decorations and I just want to go all out every year. That's the plan. I just got a text from someone listening to the podcast. Shout out to Sarah one time because she said, not Sarah here in the studio. <laughs> shout out to both Sarahs. Yeah, shout out to both <laughs> Sarahs. But the one listening right now, uh, the exact text is her name was Wilma. <laughs> Wilma Flintstone. Wilma. I, don't, I don't know that I've actually ever seen the Flintstones. I've seen the movie that came out in 2000 with Halle Berry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> That's something that I haven't thought about what? since then. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite Halloween costume? Okay, okay. So, excuse me. <clears throat> I, one year, I think the year that I got my dog, mm-hmm. Brady, he's now 11, Um, I dressed up as my dog for Halloween, and one of our family friends made my costume, and, like, basically it was just, like, a white sweatshirt and white pants, but we, like, painted it to look just like oh. him, and, like, I had, like, a muzzle and ears, and we, like, painted my face, and I wore a collar, and I thought it was so cute. So that was a good one. I was Hannah Montana one year, and I love. I remember I was like nine, and I was really feeling myself in the blonde wig. Mm. Um, I was the yellow Care Bear. That was also a handmade costume by a family friend. That costume wow. was spectacular. There. Those are the main ones that stick out to me. I'm trying to remember. Ooh, okay. I want to hear your favorite Halloween costumes. Okay. Then I think we should discuss costume flops because I have one of those. Okay, too. absolutely. I agree. <laughs> uh, likewise, my mom is incredibly crafty. And mm-hmm. so then she she made me a, an entire Sonic the Hedgehog costume. I need a picture of that. I I will tell you what, to plug the Facebook. <laughs> if, if you go to facebook.com slash wisdom and arts, you will find the picture. I, I believe I was maybe seven, eight. Oh, yeah. Eight-year-old Dylan and a young boy Sonic the Hedgehog, small boy <laughs> Sonic costume. I'm ready for that. Is that one? Uh, I was uh, in a in a t- in a taste of dramatic irony. I was a pizza boy one year, to where people there was like, "Oh, you're a little young to be a pizza boy." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not." Was that your idea? I wanted to be something regarding pizza, but then my mom made it like a snake pizza, 
What? And so then, like, I had a pizza box, and you would open it, and it'd be, like, dough and stuff, but, like, there'd be a bunch of snakes on the box. Not not actual snakes, but, like... <laughs> like a prank pizza. Yeah. And, and, I like uh, it. Yeah. I, I, I was a prank pizza boy. <laughs> That's and, pretty cool. And, um... I know I was Pikachu. I forgot which year that was. Was that? Yeah. 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 I was Pikachu because my brother was Ash Ketchum. And that is That's cool. That's very cute. But it's like, that means that he owns me. <laughs> and that's not cool. Which is true to real life. Yes. <laughs> you know what, Dylan? I just got very upset with myself in my head because you asked me about Halloween memories and costumes. Mm. And I didn't bring up the best Halloween memory that I have. And oh. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay. Sophomore year of high school. So like four years ago, I guess. I dressed up as the lead singer of Vampire Weekend, who I discussed heavily on the last podcast. I'll never shut up. But listen, this gets better. I I found a wig that looked as close to his hair as I could get. Sunglasses just like his. I bought this jumpsuit. That's literally what he wore. Like, I looked like him. And I took really good Twitter photos, and I tweeted them at him. And he retweeted me. And that was the greatest day of my life. Wow. It was, it was honestly so cool because I <laughs> I went the whole night. I like bounced to like different people's Halloween parties. We did like a small amount of trick-or-treating, which is weird because I was like 16. Mm -hmm. But all night, no one knew what I was. Everyone was weirded out. They were like, Sarah, like, what are you doing? And I felt like I just wasted my night. And then as we were driving back into my neighborhood after a very embarrassing night out, I got that retweet and in came the notifications. And I was like, man, it was worth I it. I made it. Yeah. And you know what's the coolest part about that is from that, I met like a bunch of other Vampire Weekend fans who I'm still friends with today. That's awesome. It is cool. That's cool, man. That's like that. Yeah, that's the best Halloween memory. I can't believe I almost let that slip. A shame. Tragic. Um, my greatest Halloween, well, it shouldn't be my greatest Halloween memory, but la two years ago, I made probably one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. My parents had four tickets to go see Stevie Wonder Ooh. on Halloween night, and I said no. What did you do instead? Because like that next morning at 6 a.m., I was flying to Dallas to watch uh, the Seahawks game. Mm. But I, I was like, I want to be well-rested for that. For a flight? You for can a sleep on the flight. <laughs> well, the flight and the game were the same day. Okay. So, mm. but... But still, I, I regret it to this day. A flop. Because it's just, I I highly regret it. Do you have any regrettable Halloween costumes? Because I got a pretty good one. No. I, you don't? I, at least one that I can't think of right now. But It's not, okay, it's not that I necessarily regret mine. It's that I look back and I'm like, huh. <laughs> so me and my best friend at the time uh, i was in the fourth grade we what her what was it fourth or fifth i don't remember but her name was ashley and we were so close and we um we decided that we wanted we found these costumes online and it, you know like like a best friend necklace where it's like a heart and it's like cracked and then yeah. you know best friends so we found a costume which is like just like that's what your whole body is mm -hmm. so we were like two best friend hearts we stood next to each other connected cute right well, we decided that wasn't enough. And this happened to also be the same time that Twilight was really big, which was a very big part of both of our lives and our friendship. So we decided that along with being best friend hearts, we also needed to be vampires. 
So it's like, there's like these pictures out there of both of us in these costumes. We look so normal on the bottom half, but then we have like a bunch of vampire face paint and stuff on. <laughs> and it just looks so bizarre. Every time I show someone that, they're like, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> Dang. But you know what? I had fun that year. so That's awesome. But I just look back on the pictures and I'm like, who let this happen? <laughs> Who's man's? <laughs> yes. So uh, we're going to move on and talk about scary movies one of the staples of halloween yes but first we're gonna play a song you know i thought that the halloween songs like songs that you would hear during halloween time is a low amount yeah wow there's a selection there are a lot there's a lot of monster mash remixes (laughs) trap dubstep 24 7 rave yes yes yes, remix but all the above here is a man that i just mentioned like two minutes ago <laughs> this is cv wonder with superstition Welcome back to the Wisdom and the Arts Podcast. If you just heard that full song, congratulations. You were listening live to CoogRadio.com. And if you didn't, that's okay. You're listening through iTunes or Spreaker. Once again, Sarah Rowland did not leave the studio. I didn't leave. I um, thought about it, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> he, he held the door while I was like trying to pry it open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> holding the door while people are trying to pry it open, horror <laughs> movies. I love them. They're a genre that I feel as though it's very extreme. Like people aren't into them or they're a hundred percent. Yeah. And I've been on both sides of the fence. I, I, I have too. You know, I, I, I think that it matters what horror movie is your first. Mm. So yeah, what yeah. was my first? My first was the Hills have eyes. And how was that? I hardly remember it, but here's what I do remember. Mm-hmm. So up to this point in my life, I thought that I would hate horror movies and everything scary, like haunted houses, all that. I was like, no, bueno. But I, it wasn't, I, I never even tried. I just assumed. So one night, I remember The Hills Have Eyes was on TV, and I was like, okay, I'm already here. So I started watching it, and then I was like, wait, I'm not scared, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> so that was, I think that was my first. And also, this first Saw movie was like shortly after. Ooh, wow. Which I personally love. Yes. It's- just the first one. Yeah, I, the, uh, one through three tolerable some of the other ones not so much tolerable mm-hmm. i am gonna see the new one though i am as well i'm very excited for yeah. that 
my first horror movie was Jaws. Which is I that a like horror movie? It's a it's a, thri- a thriller. Oh, you know what? Psycho. Oh, oh oh wait, I probably saw that before those other ones too. You're right. That was probably my first two actually. Psycho and Jaws. Not Jaws. Psycho. Yeah, nailed it. That was probably my first. I can't I can't quite get the timeline right, but mm-hmm. that was one of the earliest. Yep. So during this conversation, I just decided this. <laughs> but <laughs> let's say like if if you're if you're trying to get into the horror genre mm-hmm. or like are in it but haven't seen a lot of really good movies in it let's just say like five movies that have either like defined it or like you should see just of the horror genre okay i like this movie one jaws no psycho psycho (laughs) yeah oh yeah definitely psycho Psycho. um psycho directed by uh hitchcock Mm -hmm. it's a masterpiece a masterpiece you know my boyfriend and one of my other close friends have not seen it Mm. and we're gonna watch it probably next week nice yeah uh um it's 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 famous for the scene of the girl being stabbed in the shower yes parodied throughout several mm-hmm. uh, cine- uh cinematic movies and yeah. everything it's also else. i don't remember what mo- maybe it was just a remake or something that someone recreated it like exactly shot by shot like an exact Dang. recreation mm-hmm. Dang. iconic i i think uh you know compared to a movie like friday the 13th mm-hmm. you know chucky whatever like it there's like there's death after death and like people getting stabbed left and right mm-hmm. with psycho there's correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that two people die the entire movie and, and like it takes like 40 minutes yes. for the first one to die right well i like psycho because the whole beginning of the movie like is a different movie yeah Absolutely. Like, you think this whole movie is just about this girl? I don't even... It's been a while, but she's, like, trying to, like... Flee. She, like, uh, embezzled some money or something. She's, like, trying to flee or whatever. Yep. And then... But then she she pops up at the motel, and it's like, oh, wait, this is a different movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It's it's, it's very... um, It... And, of course, like, as the movie goes along, you really don't get an explanation as to why uh, everything is happening until Mm -hmm. the very, very end. But... uh, Still, it is this sense of just how, like, how they directed the the movie, which is very much like, here's this murder. Literally, nobody knows about it mm-hmm. until, until the very end, until people figure out. And it's, I don't know, it's just good. Yeah, it's good for 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 a black and white movie that's not really anything special. I believe that there's no CGI or anything or any editing. Mm-hmm. It's it just holds up. I actually I love Psycho, mm-hmm. this, and but as far as scariness factors, mm-hmm. Hitchcock's movie The Birds, oh, thoroughly spooked me as a child. I saw that as a, I, I think I watched them both like within the same weekend. Like my we were oh. as a family we were watching them or whatever. Wow. And I, I I'm not a fan of birds. I don't yeah. like them. Get away from me. They're gross. So yeah. like that movie, like I st- I still think about. It. You know when you're driving down the road and you see like a bunch of birds like up on the the, the like trees or whatever you know they stay in like groups of hundreds yeah. that like genuinely freaks me out and i blame that movie mm-hmm. it's scary absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i there there is this sense of like i i think that a really good scary movie uh kind of shows like here's this thing mm-hmm. and you're like okay but then it, it's gonna turn on you yeah you know uh let's say that's a, a very common premise and it works well i i watched uh the conjuring mm-hmm. conjuring 2 mm-hmm. and it was good 
you sure whatever a lot of jump scares we'll get more into that mm. later mm-hmm. and how they're lame i have thoughts i have thoughts too <laughs> but uh but it's like you know the threat the entire time yeah but with with a movie like the birds with mm-hmm. with with more movies that we'll talk about later uh the you see something and you feel it Mm -hmm. and you feel something bad is coming, but you don't really know when or how. Yeah. And that is the worst part. Absolutely. There is an art to that as well. It is so much harder to make a movie where you can convey a feeling to the viewer without ever like necessarily showing them something. Mm. It's in the sound design. It's in the music that's played. It's in the scenery around them. It's like very, very subtle things that like subconsciously make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that is so hard to do and it is amazing when pulled off well. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think a movie that uh, perfectly nails that is The Shining. Right. I A perfect movie. I I I honestly think so. No, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just um every small detail is let in you like st- new fan theories are coming out now literally you can watch that movie 40 times yeah. and like get something different from it it's i personally like the theory about kubrick uh staging the moon landing with danny's apollo 11 sweater and all that have you not heard that see, one i haven't even heard that one. Oh yeah it's because, well, number one he yeah. did stage the moon landing just just so you know moon truthers <laughs> yes are are you a flat earther too no 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 okay i'm a sensible woman <laughs> moon landing uh, fake world round that's it nailed it <laughs> uh but yeah i just i like uh hold on i i was actually watching a video about the shining earlier today oh my gosh i was watching one yesterday and i screen capped this quote from a biography of stanley kubrick who directed the shining mm-hmm. and oh you know what this is not it but th- this still works perfectly okay. fine. <laughs> this is from a essay called On the Nature of Creepiness by Francis T. McAndrew of Knox College. Shout out to Francis. Shout out one time. <laughs> and it says, Creepiness is anxiety aroused by the ambiguity of whether there is something to fear or not and by the ambiguity of the precise nature of the threat. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the birds, which goes back to... The Shining, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you kind of understand where things are going, but you just really don't know how or when yeah, or what exactly. And that's, that's the worst part. The Shining. Okay. Like, I hate to be one of those people that's like, nothing scares me. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. that's annoying. Mm-hmm. But like most scary movies, like I, you know, I enjoy a good spook, but it's like the whole time I'm like, haha, like this is fun. But like no. with the Shining, like I genuinely felt like anxiety mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, why do I feel like this? Absolutely. In a good way. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie very much so, but it was like the, I never had a, had a movie up until recently make me feel that like intense. Um, so that's pretty amazing. No, absolutely. It's, it, it it is is very much like we we know what's gonna happen the entire movie. Slight spoilers if you haven't seen it, but like we know that um, that oh, what is this dude's first name? Is it, 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 is it still Jack? Yeah. Okay. Well, like we know that Jack is a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that he hit uh, the kid. Yeah. You know, or broke uh, his arm. Or yeah. Whatever. And and like we we have all these details and like we know what's going to happen just because of the history and the context, yeah. but we just don't know. And like seeing that fold out 
so uh uh so i wouldn't say majestically but it is so incredibly easy yeah you know like it's not like something horrible happens and then it's just an avalanche from there it's just slowly but surely you see this family go go insane Mm -hmm. and that is the worst like you sense how it's gonna end and you just can't help but but watch yeah did you know i mean you probably know but stephen king really does not like the shining yes the movie adaptation Mm -hmm. which i i've been i I, you know i haven't read a single stephen king book girl Mm -hmm. can't read that many pages i'm just gonna be honest that sounds so lame but that is the truth of me yeah one day i plan on i was telling nick earlier i said one day i'll be able to afford an audible membership and then i'll listen one day yeah like apple music is enough for me to pay for right now that's the goal (laughs) But yeah, but I, I just, I would, I've been looking into that recently about like the book versus the movie and like how he mm-hmm. felt about it. And it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like things that Kubrick was like, Hey, like, let's just take that out or add this thing completely. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's that time. That time. I'm trying to find, I'm debating going, uh, Tijuana taxi, <laughs> but we need something spooky. Yeah, it's a spooktacular, but monster I, but, match. But, monster match. But people are talking over that, you know. You know what? Monster mash instrumental. <laughs> monster mash karaoke version. House dubstep trail remix. Yep. <laughs> it's happening. Good. It's loading right now. But while we're here, I got a text. Yeah. From another listener. Oh. Oh. This is, this is truly tragic. <laughs> Why would you load a, a video from Trap Nation at 720p 60 frames? We can't have that. No. It's a waste of time. A waste of time. Why don't you, don't you use Spotify? Oh. I like it. Yo, 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 yo! (laughs) Live Nation is your golden ticket to the hottest concerts in Houston. Go to www.livenation.com. Let's look at the local concert calendar. Keep listening to Kook Radio for ticket giveaways to shows at venues like the House of Blues and the Revention Music Center. Two excellent places. Two excellent places. I actually might be going to the House of Blues very soon. I'm going tomorrow. For Posty. Posty. Post Malone. Post Malone. Great man. I am thrilled. You should be. Yeah. Courtesy of Live Nation. Thanks, Live Nation. One Nation under music that's right i really am enjoying this remix shout out to trap music now thanks trap music now trap music they let us use that song they they did they told mm-hmm. us well certainly did <laughs> <laughs> i clicked the link and they said hey are you recording a podcast right now mm-hmm. and i was like yeah yeah i was like yeah um i want to keep talking about the shining i yes. wasn't done no absolutely let's go what um, what, what else do you have to say about the shining? I had. Oh, I want to talk about Shelley Duvall, mm. who played Wendy in The Shining. Who was the mother wife? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
there's a lot of controversy behind the character because number one, Shelley Duvall was apparently very mistreated on the set. Yes. She had to like she was like in like, a way tortured psychologically. Yep. And the movie like messed her up. And I just think that her performance was so good. And I think that that was one of the things that made me feel the most like emotion towards it. Mm-hmm. Because even though you could tell like that he was like going insane or whatever, I, I could, you could like kind of feel it through him, but you could see it through Shelly because her character, Wendy, mm. I'm going to dress her as Shelly Duvall because she, because like, you know, she just like gets more and more scared and like stuff. But my only, my issue is apparently in the in the book she like was a real character who did real things whereas in the movie adaptation i would kind of argue that she's kind of like a a side character well yeah and i'm not necessarily saying she has to be like the main focus because she's not supposed to be but it's like and she's kind of stupid in the movie or like they like show her that way she's yeah. like really like timid and stupid and unaware and mm-hmm. You know, like she just doesn't understand a lot of things. And her character's main goal is like to scream and cry and like mm-hmm. say obvious things, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have a problem with. And I also like in some ways have a problem with. But I think it's and like that was one thing that Stephen King didn't like about it. He like didn't like what they did to her or whatever. And I totally get that. And I kind of would like to see if her character was like more than just a screaming person (laughs) like what it what it could have done and i think that they made a mini series that like was really sucky and i don't plan on ever watching it but they did change that about it so i i think that uh the thing that really gets me about about shelly's character is that she like it's obvious that she wants to like not believe Mm -hmm. what she's seen Mm -hmm. and she's just so like distraught yeah that when she has to face that reality she's she's freaking destroyed that scene of him like following her up the steps mm-hmm. oh man yeah it's good deliveries from both sides it is it's just so good yeah absolutely so quick song and then we'll talk about some more movies some more recommendations this is by the way we, we are recording this podcast on october 25th 2017 it is the mm-hmm. seven year anniversary of the song monster by kanye west featuring <gasps> jay-z and Nikki. Nicki Minaj. This are, are you gonna play it right now? Yeah, I'm playing a clean this, version. A, a clean version. Yeah, rip. That's okay. I understand. It's just that it's gonna be a lot censored. Yeah. I think that you should play only Nicki's verse, <laughs> the only verse in the song that matters. I I'll say this. Uh, Kanye has a okay verse. Jay Z, which whom I love, has a terrible verse, and almost ruins the song. Nicki Minaj comes in. Oh my god! I think that this is the best guest verse on the album. Should, this is Nick, okay. I love Nicki Minaj, and yeah. I, I will stand her forever. Yeah, she's had some very she, like she is very witty, and she her her lyrics are, I, most of the time are very good. I will argue this is definitely one of her best verses of any song ever. I agree. She made this song. So here is "Monster" by Kanye West featuring yes. Jay Z and Nicki Minaj. Pull up 
been a monster automobile gangster with a bad ship that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in a tanga, color a Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucker monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster just a heel, that's the monster show. Young money is the roster and a monster crow. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my money ain't. Let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, but my features and my show is 10 times your pay. Welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast. Let's just have a round of applause for Nicki Minaj. And honestly, a guest verse that is, I like, I would say that every song that she's had a guest verse on has been either solid or great, mm-hmm. and that is so good. I love her point in the lyrics where when this song came out, she had that feature on what was that song? Dang. But she she had no music of her own. She was just features on other yeah. people's songs. Mm-hmm. And she got so huge from that. And then she, you know, they became a whole empire. But I like that is completely legendary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, t- t- Bottoms t- Up. That was the song. Sorry. That's right. That was where That's I right. first heard Nicki Minaj. I um, talking about horror movies, we mm-hmm. talked about um, Psycho, mm-hmm. talked about The Shining. Yes. We got three more to go. Yes. Let's go with Saw. I have a lot to say about Saw. I have a lot to say about it, too. Uh, the, the, the common. Conception, uh, preconception about it is that oh, it's it's very gory, it's very right. it's very bloody, which it is. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Mm. And there's just some absolutely grotesque, yeah, but, but not really in the first one. But yeah, the, yes, yeah. It, the the uh, the uh, the trademark of the series is, is killing people in a mm. very very graphic but creative Unique. manner. <laughs> yes, but watch it. There's some good writing, very yes. very good writing in this. Well. Saw, okay, so let's just talk about horror movies in general for a second. All right. The art of the horror movie is that most of them can be made extremely cheaply. Talk, let's talk paranormal activity. Those movies, any movie where the footage is like... Uh, Found footage. Yes. Quote, quote. Yeah. So like the camera quality doesn't have to be good. It does You don't have to have any lights. Like literally it's supposed to just look like off your phone or whatever, like creepy. Those movies are made so cheaply. Mm-hmm. But what's so great about them is like with the marketing, whatever, that's where they spend most of their budget. People love a horror movie. People will always go see them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many terrible horror movies that come out that still do great in the box office because like people go and see it. Mm-hmm. And so Saw, I, most of them actually don't have, um, sorry, I just got a weird notification. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, but most of them don't have... Um, like a very high budget the saw movie so the, the first saw movie has like no budget at all and you can tell there's some scenes where like it's flashbacks where they're like driving in cars or whatever and like it's literally like it's literally just black around the car because like they didn't you know they don't have the budget to like have a set or like do good green screen or anything like that but that kind of feel in a horror movie is like what makes it that kind of like cheap, you know, we did the best we could feel. And especially for the Saw movies, I think personally, the, the first three, especially like that's what does it. I agree. Horror, like a, lo- a lot of like professional filmmakers who do more artsy films, dramas, whatever, always get upset when a horror movie that has like at a million dollar budget, like does like crazy well in the box office. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. You like work with what you have and like things, horror movies are often more scary when there's like no locate, like, you know, saw the first saw aside from a few flashbacks and like the opening part is like all set in like one room, that kind of thing. And like, that's what makes it scary. 
mm-hmm. and it's so cheap to do it and it's just it's just it, honestly it's smart yes uh saw is on netflix yes all of them all, all the saws are on netflix don't watch them all i <laughs> strongly recommend watching the first one mm, yes if you can watch the first three yeah after that they get iffy yes but, uh, well it the saw yeah. the saw franchise took a weird turn i think people saw the first one and they loved it mm-hmm. it did well not only it, it got good rating the other movies don't have great ratings but not only did it get good ratings but like it killed it at the box office but people realized what people liked about those movies was like watching people die mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what the saw movie just like came became mm-hmm. like in the first saw movie like they do like they like harm people kill people whatever but it's like some of it's off camera kind of implied but in the rest of the saw movies like it's like yeah. look at this happening it's yeah. very disturbing it took i don't really like the route that it went in and i i think that you can even tell that the the people who made the movies like also didn't because eventually they tried to like kind of bring it back and then people didn't like it i forget which movie that was but uh, sadly the 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 franchise definitely took a weird turn mm-hmm. but as far as how like halloween strictly movies go these saw movies all came out on halloween i think literally seven years in a row i believe it I'm, I'm trying Absolutely, to i think they yeah. actually did crank one out every year and That's now crazy. it's been i think it's been now been at least five years since the last one and we have a new one this year yep that's exciting. That is exciting. I think that uh, the, 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 the deal about Saw is that it is in this tight, vulnerable space mm-hmm. for most of the movie. Yeah. And you're kind of, it's these two people that really don't share anything in common. But mm-hmm. like as the story evolves, you see that there's a lot going on. There's a lot. <laughs> and it's just, ooh, man. the I There are a lot of really good movies that have really bad twist mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. This is a solid movie that the twist I was I was done. It's yeah. It's a very, very it's good, so good plot twist. Very good. Mm-hmm. So that was movie number three. Three. Uh the fourth movie I haven't actually seen, but I've heard a lot about. Uh Sarah Rowland, take me through the Babadook. Okay. So this movie is on Netflix. It's um like Aust- I wanna say Australian. Let's look it up. But I watched this movie with my family. Mm-hmm. And the the Duke makes me really want to talk about the public's perception of scary movies. Let's go for it. Jump scares, specifically things like that. Yes. As you know, most horror movies that do well nowadays, it is an Australian movie, by the way. Okay. Um, most horror movies that do well, I'm not talking about like 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm talking about like... Fifty dollars in the bank or whatever. Yeah. Not I said fifty dollars. I meant fifty million, but whatever. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Those those movies often are like in the trailer, like you get a sneak peek of like what kind of like creature or entity or ghost or whatever we're after. The whole movie, the occasional jump scare from it, the end, you get the full face reveal. That's it. That's what people want. That's what usually does well. The Babadook is. There is no actual monster. You do get some glimpses. It's kind of a character out of a book. I don't want to spoil the whole thing because I really do think it's a good movie. But the the character in The Babadook is a representation of grief and depression. It's very um, like psychological kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they did not market it as such. It was marketed as your typical scary movie. So when people in the end didn't get to see the monster or whatever... They got upset and they didn't like the movie. And that's just like 
Ugh, that makes me upset because mm-hmm. like we we as a as horror movie watchers have been conditioned to be like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, the big jump scare with the face reveal, like satisfaction. But like that's just like not a, what a horror movie is about. Like if a horror movie can make me afraid of like what my own brain can do to myself, like that's more scary. So anyone who criticizes the Babadook because they didn't get to see the the quote monster at the end shame on you you didn't even get the whole movie you missed the premise of the entire movie i agree i agree there especially in the shining Mm -hmm. go back to the yeah yeah yeah. the masterpiece the masterpiece Uh, um it is so good because the thing that ends up slight spoilers we kind of talked about it but uh but jack turns out to be the quote-unquote villain yeah and but you see him like he is the main character Mm -hmm. and you see or the house is the villain take it as you will fan theories <laughs> but like you see everything happen mm-hmm. and like sure the hotel, not the house there's, sorry uh, no yeah there, <laughs> uh there's there's jump scares quote unquote yeah but they're there for a reason mm-hmm. it's not like oh it's been 20 minutes since <laughs> since time for a loud noise yeah it's time for a loud noise <laughs> and then a shadow and like papers rustle and then yeah. they think oh it's just a paper wrestling and yeah. then the real monster is going to come up behind them i hate it yeah it's it's and- it, it's a cheap way to make a horror movie. It is, and it can be done well. There, uh, um, when uh, I saw The Haunting in Connecticut like two months ago for the first time, mm-hmm. lots of jump scares. Very typical scary movie. The story was flawless. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I think it was a fantastic movie. Like I'm not gonna say it was flawless. Actually, I take it back. But the story was very creative. It's quote based on a true story. We'll see. Yeah. So like, I, like when I'm talking about people not liking the Babadook, I'm not trying to slander your conventional jump scare scary movie. Like I love that too. I'm just saying that like. People shouldn't always want the same thing out of every scary movie they see. Mm-hmm. And people like need to like think more. I don't know. Like even if you if you are just like a sensible person with more than two brain cells watching the Babadook, like at least to me, like you should have been able to get it. But so many people were so un- unhappy with the movie. Yeah. But it's you know, it, it still like it has high ratings and stuff for those of us who did get it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I will say that I don't think that my family liked it. Mostly just cuz like I don't know, cuz it's a scary movie and it's kind of goofy, I guess, but Yeah. I get you. I get you. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the cabin in the woods. Okay. Have you seen it? Oh uh, no. It it is a it's a movie that is a is a horror movie, but it parodies the entire horror genre. Okay. So much. I'd probably like that. It's fantastic. I think it came out like 2009, 2010. Mm. I believe it was on Netflix. Go check it out if you're just a big horror fan yeah. or or a big movie fan because it 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 kind of like it, it commentates on the whole like there's so many horror movie tropes of like oh we're at a a, a, a daycare and mm-hmm. now some baby's possessed like yeah. <laughs> and then it's so good very very well done uh, uh, yeah so apparently that movie that just came out happy death day yes is not a horror movie even mostly it's like a comedy oh but i think that's like that shows you like how powerful marketing is because they yeah. did not market it as a comedy almost at all absolutely um but apparently like it's it's like it's kind of like a scream or whatever or like the, okay. that like the uh, scary movie yeah. movies where it's like a comedy horror yeah, yeah. i think that's I, I i may or may not see it we'll see yeah I, like i don't think anyone particularly loved it but apparently it's pretty funny it was very much marketed as this as this like horrible situation that yeah. she's in yeah do you want to go through some horrible horror movies that have come out just like that that Ooh. you've seen like i mean have you ever just scrolled through the netflix horror that's true there's some bad ones yeah it's 
<laughs> it's kind of funny actually because like some of them are like a lot of them are like really small movies i don't even know who made them and just like the titles are mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of like what's the worst horror movie i've seen uh i'm not sure if it was meant to be a horror movie rubber oh um you know what i don't hate that movie okay well i like it for its irony you know what i mean okay i feel like it's kind of like a sharknado kind of thing like you're not it's not supposed to be good yeah i get you i get you we didn't even talk about child's play which is a shame we did aka the the first chucky movie we didn't wow there yeah there to be honest like i don't have any much more to say about it like based on like what we talked about with the other ones Mm -hmm. just that it's also good but Mm -hmm. it just like saw the franchise took a weird turn and maybe don't see them all yeah (laughs) That's, those are my main thoughts. I get you. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of good horror movies, a bunch of bad horror movies. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Hush? I'm looking on Netflix right now. Uh, I have not. Hush but is But I've heard a lot good. of good things about it. It is very unique. It's about a girl who is deaf. And then there's just like this guy that's like outside of her house, like trying to break in and spook her. Oh, And it's yeah, the yeah, element yeah. that like you can be very, very aware of what's happening around her, but she is deaf. It's mm-hmm. like very frustrating to watch and you're scared for her and stuff. And I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And just like the other movies, it's one location. I don't think there's any kind of special effects at all. There's like three characters, low budget, really good outcome. I I want to give a quick shout out to, to the 1978 movie, Dawn of the Dead. I watched it a couple of days ago. It's It's a 1978 zombie movie, so obviously like mm. it's not going to be great but it's a very it's a good it's a good two-hour movie uh they're stuck in a mall a, a lot of movies have kind of taken that idea of people being stuck in a mall during a zombie <laughs> outbreak and like that's cool it's a great idea but uh if you're in for like a nice like 70s movie type of uh type of flick this weekend check it out we need to talk about get out yes uh this is the fifth horror movie that mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about yeah where to start? It came out in 2017. Seven? No. Really? Whoa. Yeah, or was it, it six? Yeah. What? You got it. You got it. It was 16? Let's see. I can't Google. To 2017. Oh, 2017. my gosh. Yeah. It came out this year. Whoa. I feel like I saw it like a year ago. And sure, like there's some recency bias, whatever. February but like, 2017. The, I've... Oof. It... It is very good. It is very, it very is good. It is like The Shining. It is a movie that you can watch several times and pick up on different things. Mm-hmm. Get Out, it, like, very masterfully added, like, a lot of foreshadowing and things that you don't realize is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. It's another movie. If you go on YouTube, there's, like, hundreds of people picking it apart, and it, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was also marketed differently than it actually was, I would say. Because, you know, there's, um, it, I remember I saw the trailer like a thousand times before YouTube videos or whatever. And it shows the main guy like going into the sunken place a lot. But there's like a bunch of like, get out, get out. Like that's not in the movie at all. Yeah. But at the same time, it was effective. It made me go see it. I wasn't disappointed based on what was in the trailer versus mm-hmm. what was in the movie. Yeah. Uh, there, there is, uh, uh, I just heard a podcast where the producer of that movie was, was talking about Get Out. Mm-hmm. And he said that, uh, there were like he was two seconds away from putting in the shot of the girl with the keys in the trailer. Oh, but then no. But, but then Jordan Peele, who who directed yeah, it and yeah. wrote it, he said, Which "No, I can't, I cannot do that." So, uh, no, yeah. I like it. It's it, it deals a lot with I wouldn't say racial tensions, 
but but Ra- maybe like racial like bias or yes. things like that yes absolutely stereotypes mm-hmm. and this um, sort of like uh awkward clash mm-hmm. of cultures yeah is very very prevalent and i mean it makes you uncomfortable yeah it it, it makes you uncomfortable but ultimately i didn't walk away from that movie thinking like oh this was a social commentary i walked away from that movie thinking it this is a dang good movie yeah that happens to have some social commentary and in comedy it. it's funny too. yeah it's it's funny it has great moments of both like pure relaxation and yeah. like oh the like, acting's good yeah um what's her name allison williams mm-hmm. i don't want to i'm not trying to spoil anything here but like she can be sweet and she can be very creepy <laughs> yes yes it's Oh man, yeah. this is a very, very good movie. One of the best twist endings of all time. And which is funny because I don't even think that the the, that the twist ending happens at the ending. It happens like halfway. Um, yeah, I would say. Which I I love that kind of movie. Yeah. If you've seen Gone Girl, Gone Girl, the whole beginning of the movie, you like totally think you get it. Actually, they're kind of similar in that way. Yeah. Like the whole movie, you're like, oh, I get it. Like I get it. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, wait. And like it literally flips itself over. Yeah. That's I love that. It's, Gone Girl's not a horror movie, I would say. But it's good. But it's it, good movie. Yeah, similar Absolutely. similar uh, approach. In fact, I don't I don't think that I would uh, categorize uh, Get Out as a horror movie per se. But psychological but, thriller. Yes, perhaps. But but it does the same thing as a Shining, where like you kind of sense it. Yeah. But you don't really know exactly what's going mm-hmm. on, but like you sense that something is wrong, and, and then you figure out, and the movie still has like. 30 45 minutes yeah I, w- I would say at first the chris is the name of the main character and yes. he's like he almost from the get-go it feels uncomfortable like he doesn't want to meet what's her face's parent rose mm-hmm. i had the imdb pulled up he doesn't want to meet her parents whatever because like she didn't even mention to them that he was black or like that's what he thought and it's like he's uncomfortable but then i felt when i, I first started feeling really uncomfortable was with rose's mom who was like the psycho the psychologist and she was like i don't know Ugh. her character was just like yeah. with her t and yeah. she was just like trying to get into his mind and yeah. ugh. she like even when, even in her innocent moments was still creepy and i think that that's when they were first starting to build up the tensions mm-hmm. it's a movie where several times before the twist mm-hmm. i i was physically uncomfortable yeah cuz i cuz you just sense something bad yeah and oh man and yeah and you can have like some kind of like in the shining you can kind of like guess what's gonna happen you kind of know but forget out like you know something bad is happening but you like genuinely have no idea like because it's so hard to kind of figure out because everything about the situation except for the fact that you feel uncomfortable seems perfect like her parents are nice they live in a nice house there's like a few very small weird things here and there but nothing where you can be like oh well, like, it means this, like up into the twist when you realize what's going on, you genuinely are like not sure why you're uncomfortable. And I think that exactly. that's, that is what's so good about it. Yep. I agree. And then like, it all happens so fast too. You're like, it, it, it's not like a slow reveal. Mm-hmm. It's like a zero to nothing. You, you have no idea. Now you t- like, you get it. Yeah. Now you know everything. And I just... Wow, it's so good. I I, I really really want to watch it again. It's very honest. it's very very good in terms of it's a it's a modern horror movie mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on jump scares. It doesn't. Like, I think so that there rare. were a cup two maybe. Yeah, the, the, if the, I can the, remember, the, 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 there were two or three, but they were appropriate and they weren't traditional either. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it, like yeah. 
it was loud like, noise scary face yeah it yeah. was it was something that genuinely i wasn't like oh come on i mm. was physically like <laughs> yikes you know yeah. yeah it's not it's not that gory there's, there's a little bit a little not bit. much a little very bit. mild Absolutely. no like extremely horrifying images like a saw movie or whatever yeah. like it, it's just it's different yeah. and it's good and i want more jordan peele horror i would That's say I if you're above the age of 15 yeah you need to watch this movie mm-hmm. and it's it's a good movie uh jordan peele first movie out of the gate you may get out i'm yeah. very excited to it see had the highest box office but i think let me see but then it smashed it to pieces i uh, no, no no oh or was it wonder woman wonder woman did really well at the box office too that's true yeah, let's yeah. look i want to look it up okay say things while i look it up uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, those are five horror movies that we recommend watching. Some are on Netflix, some are not. If you can red box them, if you can get like loan them from a friend, absolutely check them out. Halloween tips, uh, Halloween tips, have fun. Uh, don't get too carried away. I know that especially with the college life, there is this tendency that, oh, it's Halloween down to get sexy costume you can wear your sexy costume i'm not shaming that i i am personally the way that i see it is that mean girls Mm. in the great words of katie heron halloween is the one day of the year where a girl can dress like a slut and no one can judge her for it yeah that should be every day in my opinion but i won't get it that'll be for the next podcast (laughs) i don't personally agree but I do acknowledge the fact that that is the way it goes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I pulled up from box office mojo. Yep. And I'm very surprised that I was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Apparently beauty and the beast has the highest, uh, box office this year. Number two, fate of the furious. Number three, despicable me three. Oh God. Wonder woman is seven, which I was right. I did. I, I thought wonder woman was the highest. Seven? Yeah. It is nine, which we didn't even talk about it, but it was good. Uh, you you've heard that from everybody else. You don't need to hear yeah. about it from us. And um, get out is where did it go? Twenty eight. I'm very confused. Maybe I should pull up a different website. I'm very confused as well. Wow. All right. Um. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh. Now the same page, same website, different page. Domestic grosses. Well, there was, you go. The, the last one was worldwide grosses. Oh. Okay. In the United States, Wonder Woman is two, it is five, and Get Out is eleven. There you go. That seems that seems yeah, more that, accurate. That makes a lot Beauty more and sense. the Beast is still number one, and yeah. I, I what I didn't even see that. I didn't. Either. I haven't even seen the original Beauty and the Beast. You're missing out. Mm. No, I don't mm. know. We'll talk about that on the next one. Let's but, do it. Um, Sarah Rowan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being on the Wisdom and the Arts podcast again. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, I, I would have liked to play more music, but honestly, this is just some good conversation. We had, we had too much talking to do. We did. You know what love languages are? Yes. My love language is people asking me for recommendations. My, <laughs> my heart grows three times the size. I like that. And I don't remember that one being on the quiz, but I like that. It's not, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, it's, it's just so much fun to talk about good movies and especially someone who not to throw shade at other people, but like knows what they're talking about. Thank you. You know, <laughs> we're in the same broadcast 
class 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 i love it, it, it i better love movies because that's like kind of what my major is. <laughs> yeah, yeah i get you i get you and you know it's a good time it is a good time halloween tips halloween Stop don't it. eat the candy if there is a razor in it the, the good tip <laughs> second tip um take a jacket take a jacket because <laughs> you will be out for a surprisingly long amount of time mm-hmm. you will be cold Take flat shoes. Yes. I'm such a good mom. That, that, <laughs> that's three great tips right three there. Three great tips. I agree. Pro tip. If you, if you have a buddy costume, clarify what each other's plan is before the night begins. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be by yourself yeah. with with a double costume. Yeah. It's that's going to be me this weekend. It's just not going to work. It doesn't work. I'm just not going to buy a second costume. That's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. <laughs> um, if you do decide to have drinks of alcohol, as always be have safe. Have a DD. Have a DD. DD. Um, important. Very, very important. Uh, just, just be safe. Mm-hmm. As a general policy. Call an Uber. Call I, an Uber. Call Lyft. We if, have them both here. If you want to order a pizza order it beforehand <laughs> don't order it the night of mm. call like two days or a day before yeah. or go online that helps a lot a good tip very good tip and be sure to tip your you y- can now your tip on Uber. service people yeah because <laughs> i know that the, that the last thing they want to do is work on halloween mm-hmm. Make sure your wig is tightly secured. This is true. You don't want to lose your wig. <laughs> how, how do you properly fasten a wig? You know what? It depends. If you are like bougie, nice wig, there's like some special st- like stuff you can like paint underneath of it and make it stick to your forehead. Oh. But if you're like cheap wig, like I yeah. think there's like a strap that goes around the back of your head. All right. It's been a while since I was in a wig, to be honest. I've been in a wig... It was like a year ago. Oh, okay. So what for? Thank you for listening to the Wisdom of the Arts <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, no, it was. For, you can't know till next time. Um, it was for a. It was for a retreat, and I played a character, okay. and I need that. I needed to have a red and and yellow wig. Okay. And I was fire, <laughs> like not not uh, like Starfire from Teen Titans yeah, or anything yeah. like that, but just fire. I was just fire in a play one time too. That. More specifically, I was the burning bush from Exodus. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Save it for the embarrassing stories about our childhood <laughs> podcast. Hey, I'm not. I'm proud. Okay. Yeah. How good <laughs> of a burning bush were you? Legendary. There's pictures. That's great. <laughs> I was so worried that I was going to have to leave early. Well, not leave early, but like leave around four. But then the chick mm-hmm. who normally has a show hasn't showed up. So we're still going. We're still going. <laughs> I don't see why not. We could just play more music, talk uh, about more movies. I'm fine with it. Are you? What's <laughs> hey, guess what? It's not over. Psych. It's, this is a uber long podcast. Psych. Uh, I actually pl- have more thoughts. So this yeah. Is good. L- l- let's play a song real quick. This is Blood on the Dance Floor. Okay. <gasps> Whoa, Dylan. What song are you about to play? I have two choices. Oh, okay. I could go <laughs> Thriller or Blood on the Dance Floor. Wait, Blood on the Dance Floor. Michael Jackson, both. I thought you were trying to say you were going to play, a the like, there's a band called Blood on the Dance Floor. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You should do Thriller. What is Halloween without Thriller? I agree. Did your high school band ever play Thriller? 
No, but oh really? I thought all bands. No, did. but my high school, but, but my middle school theater group. <laughs> Thank you. Good. We we did Thriller, uh, with the band as a halftime show, and then we had to dance to it, and it was kind of embarrassing, but I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. All right, here's Thriller. By my... <laughs> oh, we're not doing acapella. <laughs> And that was it. Moving on. <laughs> Welcome back to the week. <laughs> Here's Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> 